The following production is part of the We Be Geeks podcast collective. This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Crisis for the geek kind. Top geek officials admit they underestimated the hipster's defense capability. Geeks from all over the globe are joining up to fight for the future. They're doing their part. Are you? Join Weeby Geeks and the Geek Revolution and save the world. Service guarantees citizenship. Want to know more? Do not attempt to adjust your device. This is a stream freedom audio bulletin. It cannot be traced. It cannot be stopped. And it is the only free voice left in the Geek Revolution. And welcome back to another episode of Weeby Geeks. It is the Dashing Duo, Derek and myself, Mike. How's it going, Derek? My eyes are burning for some reason. <laughs> That's not good. Yeah, I always have. I have bad dry eyes. It's a problem. Uh, Blink is the name of a product that I use with my contacts, and they have stuff for non-contact as well. <laughs> you were telling me to blink. I'm like, I never thought of that. No, it's the name. It's the name of the product. Um, before I, we have a guest tonight. Before we get to our guest, I, I want to announce we have a new email to use for listener emails. If people want to contact us, uh, you can email us at weebegeekspc at gmail dot com. Found out this week, a lot of people I was sending emails from from our website emails it was coming back to. They were trying to reply back, and it was coming back undeliverable. So I'm like, forget it. Sticking with the Gmail stuff. That's stable. Uh, but we have on the line with us, he is CEO. I don't think we've had a CEO yet of a toy company. Nope. We, we've had we've had vice presidents and senior directors of marketing, but he is our first CEO. Uh, company he works with is called Regal Games. May not have heard of them, but I guarantee you, you have seen their stuff. And we'll get into that here in a minute. Um, but from Regal Games, CEO himself, Michael Roberts. How are you doing, sir? Doing great. Thanks so much for having me on. How are you today? It's almost my weekend. Today's my Thursday. <laughs> We're getting there. We're getting there. And wait, did I have did I have six days this week? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. Life and entertainment at Walt Disney World. I don't remember if I had six days or not. If I did, it would be a great paycheck next week. But uh, that's not important. Uh, Derek's on his weekend, right? Or do you have to work tomorrow? Nope. He's I on his weekend. Saturdays. <laughs> I'm close to my weekend. I think we're doing pretty good, except for Derek's eyes burning. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we have the good advice to blink. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's in my work shorts. It's literally, it's a, I don't know who makes it, but the product is called blink. And it's a, it's like an artificial tear and moisturizer, and then I have one for my contacts that helps remove, it actually dissolves some of the residue off the contact. Mm. And when I saw that, I'm like, try it. I'm like, oh, wow, I'm seeing clear again. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> um, 
Tell us a little bit about Regal Toys. Um, so Regal Games has actually been around oh, since Regal the Games. 1940s. That's uh, all right. We are we have the website Regal.toys. So toys is fine. Um, we didn't start really getting into toys till about eight years ago. Um, so Regal Games existed in 1941, 42, we'll say. Oh, wow. um, and they got the original patent on a bingo card with a sliding window. And that's where they got started. <laughs> um, so, it, you know, it's it's been around. Um, the most popular product I think your listeners would recognize is the game Travel Bingo or Auto Bingo. I know this because I had it as a kid. Yep. Growing up. <laughs> um, was it this show, Derek? Was it Weeby Geeks or was it uh, a different show? Or was it Wookie Radio? Where no, it was, it was us. Okay. Derek and I do a, a Star Wars podcast together as well. So there, there's like, we talk to each other twice a week, which, which is cool and fun. Um, so some conversations, it's like, wait, was this here? Or was it the other show with Ken? Um, mm-hmm. I mentioned Travel Bingo. And that my brother and I used to play it as a kid. Now I'm 51 or about to turn 51 in next month. And we're talking mid to late seventies. We were playing yep. this through the, through the mid eighties. And I know we always got our cards usually from Stuckey's or Howard Johnson's. Well, we sell them. They're available at Cracker Barrel today. Um, no. so you can go find them at Cracker Barrel. You can go on Amazon and get them today. They're oh, still I selling. Have and I have to get some. It's been a, it's been a great item for us. Um, I'm gonna have to get some for my wife and daughter, or to play as we're driving, or if we do. A, if, you, if you send me your address, we'll just send you some. Oh, appreciate <laughs> there that, you go. Derek. You're gonna have to get some too, man. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, it makes a road trip more fun. It passes oh, yeah. the time. It creates a conversation. You know. We brought in the 70s, I don't know which one you had. They used to have numbered license plate bingo, which probably went back before the 70s. So you were looking for the numbers in cars, on cars. Um, uh, ours were, I think the ones we always had were uh, road signs. Yep. Yeah. Right. So was the road signs. Traffic safety bingo. Um, yeah. Um, I, uh, I partnered, so I got involved with Regal. Let's see. I got involved in Regal. It'll be 10 years in September. Um, oh, wow. When I became involved. Congrats. And they were actually on the verge of shutting down the company. It was the end. Um, they had called. Uh, I have an uncle who's an attorney. They called my uncle and asked what the liability was uh, to the employees that they just shut the company down. My uncle said, there's still some sales here. And he introduced me uh, to Luann, whose dad had been the founder, it was Eric Spitzer, who had been the founder, and he'd been dead for 10 years at that point in time. He died in the 90s. Um, and I met Luann, and we came up with a plan to modernize the business. I had um, no money at the time, so I had $510 to buy my 51% of the assets. And as I always joke, I had $510, a Nissan, a 1999 Nissan Maxima, and a cell phone. And that, those were the assets we got started with. Oh wow! Um, and the most and the and the most valuable asset of that was the iPhone. Yeah, well, no, it wasn't an iPhone. <laughs> I didn't have it. So the, the point of the story I'm telling though is the traffic safety bingo card. So I love the traffic safety bingo card, and it's got all the signs on it. And one of the items is a police car. And so I made this joke up trying to get it as a PR story that we were running. 
that it was the original radar detector before people had a radar detector, that her dad was speed crazy and always wanting her to look out for cops. She almost came over to my house and killed me for putting that story out, saying that her dad would never drive a car over the speed limit. And that was the end of that story. But <laughs> that was one of the items on the card. And we still try to, you know, and it was not the original radar detector, despite what I, the story I wanted to tell. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know for me, there were times we'd be traveling on the, on the interstate, because I think I called it interstate bingo. When I described there's it, there's a version of interstate bingo. Yes. Uh, but this was the traffic safety one. And my brother and I, one option we had for a bingo, you just don't see that final piece we needed. You just really don't see on the interstate. And that's a yield sign. <laughs> and it was on there. I'm sure it was, you know, we have the most difficult time changing the cards. So we still have uh, cell phones or I'm sorry, phone booths on there. Yeah. Uh, and you go to take it off and somebody gets upset. You leave it on, somebody gets upset. And it, it, it's fun to actually look for a phone booth. Drive around, they're still there. They're yeah. abandoned and broken and everything else, but you will find them. And you take away part of the nostalgia taking it off, and then you, you're torn to modernize it. And it's it's difficult because it really is a piece of our history that's right. come in that little thing. So it's hard to change. So do you do the classic version, modern version, label them that way? Classic traffic, say, or we've, with the phone so booth and the, the one without? We've, we've, we've talked about it. We've talked about modernizing it. Um, and we have a classic version um, that doesn't sell quite as well. So when we bought it, I wanted to keep manufacturing in the USA the best we could. Um, so we have a plant that we partnered with in Chicago that makes what we call the retro versions, okay. which were all based off of the original 1957 design. And they're all made uh, in the USA. And, you know, they've never caught on incredibly well. They, they're a good seller for us, but we sell them more because we think we have an obligation to make something in the USA and at least make the effort where we can. Right. Um, but, you know, it is, is it a monumental price difference? No, they, you know, two cards retails for, I think, uh, depending where you buy them, somewhere in the neighborhood of nine ninety nine, seven ninety nine, nine to nine ninety nine. They're not terribly expensive, but they're more expensive than the made in China ones because they're just much more expensive to make product here. Um, and those are based on the original version, so we make that the retro. And the other ones are the ones you probably had in the seventies, are very close to the ones you had in the seventies um, that have been upgraded periodically since then. And okay. it's just. They're both retro. I mean, you can't say that the 1970s version is not retro, but the 1950s version is even more retro. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's, it's a rock and a hard place to change anything, or you add a whole third new version, which we kind of did with the license plate bingo, where we did it with all 50 states on there, um, You know, which is kind of fun. We had to figure out how to configure the cards so that you could actually get bingo um, on a card that might have Alaska on it. Um, you know, if you, if you put that wow. in a key position for getting a bingo, you're not, you're not, you got a huge disadvantage drawing the wrong card. So we were careful on how we put those together. If you, if you try and do the, uh, what is it? The, uh, fill the card. Yeah. 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 Good luck to you with Alaska or blackout. There we go. Good luck to you with Alaska. Yeah. Mm, yeah. <laughs> well, unless you're in Florida or around Disneyland in California, then you may have a chance. You'll see everything. See, then you have to add Puerto Rico to the card because I, I do see. Think about that. 
I do see a lot of Puerto Rico plates here in Central Florida. Oh, really? Yeah, believe it or not. I'm like, how do you transfer that over to the to the states? <laughs> the bridge, you know. <laughs> that, that's one long ferry. <laughs> yeah, really. So I, I think it's funny we we have kind of come full circle with the. With the bingo, because I, I don't remember when I brought it up, but I did bring it up. And we had such a fun conversation discussing it. It's created and, a and lot now, of family members. And now, and now we're talking to with you whose company made it. So um, I actually used a bingo card. Um, we, my wife and I would play when we were dating. And one day I made a bingo card and on that bingo card is how I proposed. Um, oh, so I had her pick oh, which bingo wow. card she wanted, and one was our, my proposal when we got engaged. Oh, very cool. That's awesome. That's yeah. very cool. Well, I mean, I tell her every day she was lucky, but I actually was the one that convinced her that, um, <laughs> <laughs> that they got her to say yes. Well, if she didn't, if she didn't get bingo, you wouldn't have proposed. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the company started right around the, the start of world war two. Yep. Um, so I'm, I'm curious, was y'all sending, did the company send a lot of stuff over to the troops or, or was a lot potentially sent over to them for them to give to kids in war, war ravaged communities that they would have gone through? You know, I don't know. Cause Luann wasn't born yet. Um, and then she was an infant. So I never heard a story like that from her. And even the shop manager didn't even immigrate to the United States until uh, the 1950s. So I never met anybody that worked or knew anybody in the 1940s and how they handled the war. And I've never heard a story about what their positions were and mm-hmm. what they did. Um, you know, it, it was it was a small business started by a U.S. immigrant. It was a, you know, just a real American story. Somebody came here with nothing and built this company up and, you know, made a life for him and his fa- himself and his family. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of fun that what can be done in a single generation in this, yeah. this country. What we've seen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so outside of the, the travel bingo, uh, what's been another, uh, popular game that y'all make or popular toy that y'all make that we don't realize is regal games. Um, are you familiar with the Warlow? It's a tin toy. So shortly after um, we were able to acquire uh, Regal Games, uh, there was a company called Rocket USA. Right. Out of Chicago. They made some tin toys um, and some other products. But we bought Rocket USA. I don't know. It was, I know, I I can tell you it was the week of Thanksgiving because, again, I had no money um, at the time. And we couldn't make any of the products right away. But the key is, if you ever are going to buy a company at an auction, um, we agreed to buy the assets of Rocket USA and be the stocking horse bidder. And um, I didn't actually have the money to buy it, but I had the money for the opening bid of $3,200. And so we set up the auction to buy the company the week of Thanksgiving, and nobody else shows up on that Friday after Thanksgiving. Um, So we bought it that same year on the Friday after Thanksgiving when nobody else showed up to the auction. Um, clever. <laughs> well, it got us started. So the Whirlo is, uh, it's a tin toy. Um, you probably are familiar with the Wheelo, which would be two wires that has a top, make a U and it goes. Yeah. U. 
So the oh, Whirlo, yeah. I was I was spent hours with one of those. Yeah, the Whirlo is a circular one, and you can spin the top in a circle manner, and it goes much faster because it's a circle, and you can tap it on its side, and it launches like a top or a dreidel uh, right onto your table. Um, oh, been, I'm, I'm looking at it now. It's interesting. It's been a really fun toy for us. Um, uh, the one that came from Rocket USA that I've never been able to sell that is my favorite toy is uh, the Space Blaster. It's not that I've never sold them, but it's I've got one here. It's, you know, the basic Space <laughs> Oh, yeah. And, you know, we, we took the Spark out because it's probably not a good idea and replaced it with batteries, but we kept the gears in and I'll play with it. <laughs> There's always one in my office. Um, you know, it's it's a fun item, and it was fun to make again. Uh, so those are some of our classic items. And, you know, during the pandemic, we were locked in the house, and my wife and I both love games. Uh, we played backgammon on our first date, and we've been playing games probably three times a week since we met. Um, so we sat down and came up with our own series of card games last year. And mm -hmm. the team all helped, and everybody came up with a different game. And we tried to take classic games and, you know, whether it's Rummy and we just made our own rules for Rummy or different ways we played Rummy as families and tried to make our own decks that worked for these. So that's what we're really focused on this year is trying to get our new games out there um, uh, and seeing if people think that what we made up is interesting. I know um, uh, my parents, when we would go visit my grandmother in Michigan and then we would visit my, my aunt and uncle, they introduced us to a game called Joker. Okay. Uh, I guess it's based around Michigan from the Michigan area, but you got this wood joker board and certain card values, you do certain things, but it's almost like playing sorry. It's almost like a mix of sorry and cards. I don't remember the rules exactly, but you got to try and get everything up into your home sort of like sorry, but it has to be an exact number. It can't be, and it, you can swap, you know, get certain things. You can send someone back or, or you could swap locations with another player. It, it's a whole bunch of wild stuff. I'm like, oh, this is cool. And I think it uses regular cards. And this would be a cool thing to, to use cards from Regal with. Oh, definitely. We love taking games like that and being like, oh, where can the rules be better? How can we make this better? How can we do it? And, you know, we... Um, we kind of work through it. Um, you know, our, our exciting one right now that we're really trying to promote shamelessly, I don't know, is uh, Scorzo. And it's just a, it's just a rummy game, but I'm going to have to look this Joker game up um, and see if we can play it. Cause we love, I, I love finding new games. Like it's, that is at heart what we do. You know, we, we right. try to make it find games and hopefully people like them when we make them. Uh, I found Joker board game with boards but the ones okay i guess there's a version called pegs and jokers and i'll send you yep. a link you can buy it on etsy yeah this has got the um i guess the rules to it yeah so i am looking at your website right now at some of the stuff and um i'm looking at this game garbage yes and I love, I love the opening line of the description, the game with lovable trash. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, yeah, garbage is a, is a great game. I, 
I, we, we, I think we age range the game because of the group that it's in, like seven plus, but really my three and a half year old daughter can play garbage. Um, mm-hmm. And it's a, it's the most simple game in the world. You know, it's almost like a very easy version of solitaire. You're laying cards out, trying to get them from one to 10. Um, but my favorite moment of garbage is my wife played the game with my daughter the other night and she's putting my daughter to bed and she goes, I had fun playing games with you. My daughter looks up at her and goes, why did you have fun? I won. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'm worried. <laughs> uh, that's a good response. I like that. That's because some, sometimes us parents, we let you win. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I think she legitimately wins in that game. <laughs> <laughs> you know. And we, we don't admit it that we let them win. We, you know, you've got to build confidence. and Of course. And, and sometimes I make sure she loses, too. <laughs> the first couple times uh, my daughter lost, it was devastating. I'm like, sorry, you, know, you got to learn. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. It just happens. That's part of playing a game. Yeah. And if you want to get better, you've got to be ready to lose. Um, it's, it's just part of life. You know, you, it's, you move on with it. <laughs> yeah. But it is a tough lesson. <laughs> it is. Um, I'm just going through the w- website. I'm, I'm trying to dominoes. Yeah, there's actually, there's actually <laughs> some cool stuff on, on here. Dominoes. Uh, something I, I got into in college. Oh, we had some fierce domino terminants. Terminant. Oh, I can't speak. We had some fierce domino tourneys in college, and it was insane. There you go. It was absolutely insane. What game did you guys play? Um, Usually double sixes. Okay. So you played with the double sixes. You'd play fives or something? or Yeah. Uh, double six to start. Next doubles or next closest doubles. If sixes aren't available um but there were times we we would play on card tables and there was one tournament we we probably broke eight card tables because people were just slamming so hard out of excitement it's like yeah new table <laughs> i mean that's what games are for though because i bet you're still close to some of those people too i am i am yeah yeah i mean there's nothing that bonds us together more than playing a game with somebody else. You see the emotions, you win some, you lose sometimes, but you know, all of that comes together when we play a game in person, physically touching something and interacting with other people. You know, I can't tell you, we played Monopoly in the house I grew up in and I can't tell you how many times somebody stormed off threw the board up or uh, whatever the case may be, (laughs) but we came back together and played again. And, you know, we were all closer for having done it. I'm I'm looking at the wood games. Yeah, Chinese checkers. Yeah, I remember playing that. Cool, yeah. I don't remember the rules, but I remember playing Chinese checkers. We played a oh. lot as a kid in in like daycare or aftercare. That was that was my mom's game. My mom loved Chinese checkers. She was so excited when you made it. Um, <laughs> and as much as I love the deluxe chess, and I think I might have had, I might have had a variation of this deluxe chess as a kid. It's the classic chess that I love. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a small, inexpensive game. It's Every kid should learn how to play chess because it's it teaches your brain to think differently on how those pieces move. You know, just understanding the movement of the pieces yeah. in chess is really something important for... We have, we have five different chess boards in this house, 
Um, we got a Harry Potter Wizard World. I got a Jurassic Park set. Um, I have my my I was dad's. Say how many of them are collectors chess? Uh, I'll play. I'll play with the. I'll play with the uh, Jurassic Park. Um, the uh, one is a collector. Set, well, two are a collector set. One's I, I got in Mexico, first time in Mexico, and then the other was my dad's Civil War Franklin Mint set. Mm. And then we just got um, so Zoe could learn how to play on her own if I'm not around. It's called Storybook Chess, and the Storybook teaches you how to play. But I would, I'm assuming Classic Chess is sold at Cracker Barrel. Uh, not ours, but oh, Amazon. I take that back. Yes, our our uh, our chess set will be in Cracker Barrel somewhere in the next few weeks. Um, Excellent. <laughs> That's yeah, so yes, <laughs> let me rephrase that. Yes, it is a Cracker Barrel, and uh, delete me not saying it was there. <laughs> See, that's what makes that's what makes the interview fun. I will be getting this because this would be one. Put the board in my backpack, the chess pieces in a bag. If I'm working on a crew with someone and it's one of those long days, play around a chess. If I'm with that same person the next day, we can either leave it or I take a picture of how the chess board was laid out or how we finished. And then we could reset the chess board and continue on later. I have a mobile chess board because, yeah, I mean, we play on the phone, but there's nothing like actually seeing it and touching the pieces with chess. Yes. I mean, I used to play. Um, I used to play. One of my best friends was in med school and. While he was in med school, I was out of town and would play chess at night. Um, and you can play over the internet, but it was always more fun when you'd see somebody there and talk to them. And yeah, you couldn't, you couldn't, you, you didn't have the option of moving the piece, seeing how the board looks, and then hitting play. Once you move the damn piece, you move the piece in real life, <laughs> and it was a much faster game, and it was a little bit better for it too. Um, you know, rather than take the five I minutes a turn. I remember I used to have uh, a friend. I haven't seen him in years, but uh, he always wanted to play chess. But he always wanted to play speed chess, and I'm like, dude, I can't, I can't do that. I can't do speed chess. I could do speed chess, but I, I win one out of, I win maybe one or two out of ten. <laughs> I, I don't. Yes, my, I have a very busy mind, but playing regular chess, I can overthink, but still stay at two to three moves ahead. Whereas speed chess, I'm up to like five or six moves ahead, and it always kills me. Um, yeah, I, I, speed chess, I've never tried to play, and I don't think it would end well if I did, because <laughs> I don't think I have a chance. <laughs> uh, now, I did not know you guys made Moncala, which is something that my daughter and her best friend play. And I play with a friend of mine through text messaging. There's a a game app called Game Pigeon where you could play through text messaging. Hmm. And we play Mancala all the time. And I'm like, I never heard of the game until about two years ago. And this is play, I've never heard of it either. It's a fun game. A lot of strategy involved. It's surprisingly a whole lot of strategy. I didn't play it as a kid. Um, at all. My wife played Mancala and she was really the advocate for Mancala. She played Mancala at swim meets all the time as a kid growing up. It would be the, cause it's an easy to port. It's a portable game that yeah. folds up and you can bring it anywhere with you. Um, you just fold it up, throw it back in the box and pieces are all there. It's self-contained. It doesn't make a mess. Um, it is a great game though. Um, oh yeah. I'm still terrible at it though. I shouldn't admit that out loud, <laughs> but I am. <laughs> Hey, you can't be perfect at everything. It, it, it's it's a 
Hey, Derek, you'll have to see if uh, Game Pigeon's available for Android. And if so, we'll have to start playing mm. some Mancala. Mm. And we can play darts, too. Um, <laughs> so, go ahead. So looking at the your website here, there are four particular things that have caught my eye that I'll just mention real quick. Uh, the first one, I love uh, spoons and a spork. That looks pretty good. Um, velocity looks interesting. Uh, and I love the war game you have with the with the ants and everything. Um, yeah, which is, you know, we we were just taking a spin similar to what we were talking about earlier when we were talking about the game Joker. We were just taking a spin on the game War with that, and we said, "Oh, let's do it." How do we do it? We looked at doing the little toy green army soldiers, and we just couldn't get the figures to look right. And then we're like, "What about an army of ants?" And um. We went back and forth on designs for that until we finally got that one. And I, it's war is just a game every kid learns right away, just as part of learning to count. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. That and old and maid. So, yep. And yeah. we have old maid on there. See it. Um, and oh, yeah. you know, uh, velocity is a fun game. It's just a fast-paced dice game. It's just how fast can you roll the dice? Can you get them organized real quickly? Um, and spoons and a spork. I, you guys probably played Spoons as a child. The game Spoons. I don't. The card game. Yep. yep. No, no. I never played. No, it, it's a very simple game. It, it's a speed game where you play with a group of people. You're just passing cards around trying to get four of a kind. And the first person to get it grabs a spoon. And they don't announce that they've won. They quietly grab the spoon and there's not enough spoons for everybody at the table. Um, we changed it up, though, by instead of actually putting spoons in the table middle, we put spoons in the middle. Um on, as, as a picture of a card, so you can't tell if it's a spoon or a spork. So when you grab it, one of them can be a spork, and the spoon is positive points. The spork is negative points. So you can be Ooh. the first one to get lucky ah. to have gotten the four of a kind, and you pick up the spork, and now you screwed yourself if you did it too loud, because the most fun part of the game is, I want to be sneaky. Um, I can I can do this quietly. I can, I can grab that card without anybody seeing me once I have four of a kind. And right. the spork the sport kind of just threw a wrench in it. Um, you know, we were working with some guys and that was their idea. And I, we played it and it's, it is a fun game. Um, it's a demo. And the, the final thing I just wanted to mention real quick is you have a mega game pack, which is twenty nine ninety nine. It comes with six games. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I think it's even discounted further on Amazon right now because you know, some of the games in there are games that you've heard of and played. And our goal with new games is just to get people to play them. You know, they're not right. you, you'll get them for the first couple of years on the Internet. If you buy that mega game pack about the production cost is what we net. And it's just trying to get those people to play our new ones. So we want people to play Spoons in a Sport. We want them to play Googe Rules and we want them to play Score Zone, but Apples really badly. Um, you know, and every one of those games, you know, they, they all mean something to us personally. Um our, our VP of sales is Joy, and her maiden name was Googe. And Googe Rules is a game that they played in their house since, I think, before Joy was born. And I'm not going to say how old Joy was. Joy is, but um, Joy is she Joy just older turned, than me. She just turned 27 last week. Yeah, and she's older than me. So yeah, we'll, there you, go. you can do the math on that. <laughs> Michael is 26. <laughs> yeah, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know it, it's been joy played that in her family maybe for 70 years 
Um, you know, her dad used to play it, uh, and it was one of the games they brought with them. Uh, she grew up on the islands. Her dad was a minister, and they uh, went out to the islands, and that was one of the things that they brought with them as, was that game. So it's been played her whole life. And according to Joy, her dad would change the rules of the game and say, my house, my rules. So it became <laughs> the Googe rules. Um, and that's how the game got the name. And I always thought it was so funny um, when we were, when we came time to name the game. Um, and it's a trick-taking game. Of our games, uh, that would probably be my personal favorite. It's a more complicated game to learn. So, you know, make sure you've got 20 minutes to sit down, figure it out. Um, you know, if you like spades or any other trick-taking game, it is a really good game. Um, Scorzo is a great game if you're sitting around with friends just trying to play real quickly. And I think Scorzo, from a marketability point of view, is probably the best game that we have from just, hey, anybody can play it. Everybody has fun playing it. If you've played any kind of Rummy in your life, you're going to pick it up in five minutes. And it's a fun game. Um, but Apples is a competitive style, solitaire multiplayer game. You know, how fast can you get rid of your cards against your okay. competitor? Um, and I'll tell you that we've done some demo calls with Joy and I, and somehow Benapple seems to definitely be the one that we get very competitive on. And we'll be doing a demo for whoever online. And the goal we found to play Benapple's during a demo is make the other person talk. And if they're talking more, you're going to win. <laughs> Interesting. So if you, if you ever happen to see a video of us doing a demo, it is whichever one of us got stuck talking, the other one is trying to beat them as quickly as they can. <laughs> and these, these are the things that go on in a small toy company that, you know, you, you, you love making, we love making games. We love playing games. Um, you know, and we've all been, I mean, we're a really small team and we've all been together. I mean, Joy, we just hired on officially in 2020, but she was our rep uh, 10 years ago and she took me on my first sales call to Cracker Barrel. And so we've been working together for 10 years. Uh, Mike, who does our purchasing, has been part of the team for 10 years. He helped me source the cards. He was working at another card and he helped us source products in China when we were looking for manufacturers. And... Bart was living on my couch when we started this. And so we just dragged him to work. So he's been there. Um, you know, we all have a friend that lives on our couch. And, sure. and, and now he gets everything done. And I don't know, how, I, I don't know really what I brought to the table except for getting everybody there. <laughs> the collateral Maybe with the Nissan Maxima. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. The 99 Nissan yeah. Maxima. Um, <laughs> It wasn't many years now, after. The question that. is, is he still on the couch, though? Uh, no. He has his own house now. <laughs> a wife. Responsibilities. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no fun. Now, last year, you know, 2019 ends New Year's. Hey, 2020 is going to be a lot better than 2019. 2019 was <laughs> kind of bad. And then it just went downhill so quick. How... Because I'm seeing Chalk City, where y'all are selling a large assortment of sidewalk chalk. Were y'all able to keep enough in stock? And did that end up being one of your top sellers last year, especially with kids being at home? Um, we sold a lot of sidewalk chalk last year, yes. Um, we were uniquely positioned um, in the market where we were heavy on inventory at the beginning of the year on sidewalk chalk. Um, so... 
you know, we had bought the sidewalk chalk and sometimes in life, I always would say I'm more lucky than good. We were worried about the tariffs and we overbought sidewalk chalk. The truth is um, we should have done the math and said the storage costs could be more than the tariffs ever would be. And we shouldn't have bought extra sidewalk chalk. Um, but the tariffs came in in a rush. We said, let's hurry up and get extra product in here. And so we bought sidewalk chalk. And in 2019, we had bought enough sidewalk chalk that we were able to get through the early parts of the pandemic and able to get it. And it was kind of, it was a real weird time for me and my family. Um, uh, during the pandemic, my dad was the first person admitted to Loyola Chicago with uh, COVID. And you can, if you're ever, if you're ever bored, you can Google Loyola did a whole video on him. He spent 11 days in a coma oh, um, wow. with COVID and he's fully recovered. Um, it was that one of that, awesome news good. to hear. Yeah, it, it was one of those very lucky things. So, you know, why we, why that was going on here, we'd had, we're hitting our record sales, um, just selling tons of sidewalk chalk. And at the same time, I had gone to the hospitals before hospitals had closed down as early March. My mom said my dad's in the emergency room. They didn't know it was wrong. So I went down to the hospital to see my dad. Nobody had COVID. You saw it on the news. You knew it was in China. You didn't, you know, we were all kind of trying to figure out what was going on. Right. And I actually caught it in the hospital. So we went down there. I'm in the emergency room with my dad all afternoon. Um, I take my mom out to dinner. We're talking and we're like, he has all these symptoms of this thing we're seeing on the news. Um, not really knowing what it is and not really sure. And she's like, oh, I'm sure they tested him for it. Well, we get back to the hospital. They've quarantined him off. They won't let us back to see him. And uh, my wife is home. We have a one and a half year old son. My wife's home with the kid. And I go back because I've been exposed to COVID. I go back and I stay at my parents' house rather than expose the family to it. And so we're watching it selling record levels of sidewalk chalk. And we're watching it really take off as I'm stuck at my parents' house you know, worried that my dad might be dying. And my poor wife is home with a six week old child and a three year old, Libby was two and a, two at the time and a two year old by herself. Um, so it was, wow. it was a real interesting time for life as to watch your company grow like that and then still have everything else seem like you're not sure what's going to happen in the future. <laughs> and I'm sure everybody has a yeah. COVID story. I, I don't have a personal COVID story myself. I could just tell you what um, I went through. I I have a couple of people that I've known, but that's about it. Luckily, it was it was interesting. I mean, everything worked out great. It was just a tough few weeks. We got very lucky. Yeah. Um. So, you know, but yes, we sold a lot of sidewalk chalk last year. Very cool. That's good. That's yep. very good. Well, that's good to hear. Everyone's recovering. Um, and yeah, it, you know, I'm just looking forward to getting out and seeing the world again and traveling and you know going off i'm you know hoping the toy fair is back next year and somewhat normal and you know you miss those contacts after years you know it's it's weird right it's weird how the toy industry kind of um becomes part of your life you know yeah. you, you you go to these shows and you know the you go to the hong kong show then you go to nuremberg and then you go to or you go to toy fair in nuremberg and it's all so close together and you see everybody, you know, year after year, but just during those few weeks and you make these friendships and then you don't see them for eight months and then you see them again. And it's like this great excitement. And we really, we missed that. We miss those connections. Uh, the camaraderie of the toy industry is really what you kind of miss 
um, as this is kind of separated us all to Zoom calls. And you don't necessarily have a Zoom call with something you don't have business with, but you just thought was fun to see every year. Right. It's funny how that all happens. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Absolutely crazy. Um, what what future products are are possibly coming down the line from you guys that you could talk about? Um, so we have a product that's about to launch somewhere in the next six weeks called six weeks called Scrambled Fives, um, and it's a okay. math game. So you have small tiles, um, you know, small square tiles. I don't have one here to show you, but it's a small square tiles. You play out anywhere from one to five tiles at a time. You're trying to get it in, and anybody that likes adding games or numbers games will like this. You're trying to get it to be a multiple of five, and you play on a mat, and you try to you try to pick up other people's multiple of fives. Um, and it's just a really fun numbers game. Like, if you like playing math games, um, or you're trying to get a kid who's more into competing and using his brain to use math, Scrambled Fives will be the next game that we introduce. And it's going to be a it's it's going to be a fun game. Whether people buy it, I never know. I just try to make stuff that we think is fun. Um, but it will be played. Um, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I think when we were talking, I played backgammon with my wife on our first date. Somewhere along the line, we will make a backgammon board of our own. Um, I we look at different places and we look at different products and options and I'm always like that's not the quality that we want to make on this and you know maybe I'm too close to that game at heart because it is my favorite <laughs> that it's really difficult not to make <laughs> um, but we will make a great backgammon set when we make one I can tell you that it will be the best one out there <laughs> um, <laughs> you know we're introducing a wild dominoes game in the dominoes category okay. um, so there'll be like it's a dominoes game with wild options um, and it you know, it, it kind of just adds a different take to dominoes. Um, we've been playing the same set of double nines for years, and, you know, it, we wanted a different way to go about it. So we're working on that set. Cool. It's good that, that even something like dominoes or something, there's still ways to mix it up. You know, there's always ways to mix up a game. The hardest part about a game is getting people to try it. You know, if you can get people to play a game and engage in it, there's so many people that make fun games, and I'm partial to ours. I think I think we have a great team, and they really do make fun, good-looking games. But so many of our competitors do, too. And I always just tell people, don't pull Monopoly off the shelf, even though we did all the time as kids. Um, go find a new game. You know, Go play a different game that you haven't played before, because people put so much work into it. There's 5,000 new games introduced every year, and... I think the statistics are like three of them are very successful. Uh, Ten of them might make money economically and the rest kind of fall by the wayside and get forgotten about. But so many of them are really actually good games and their families games that have played for years and they've developed it. And you can just, you know, you, you create your own culture in these games and it's so fun to kind of come up with a new strategy to a new game every time. So I always, whenever I talk to people about what game to play, I'm like, well, I've got a list of games you should play from us. I got a list of games that you should probably play from our competitors, but I just recommend looking for a new game, uh, going out trying to find something new that's going to be fun. Yeah, I think I think um, I mean uh, you get bored of the same things all the time. So I mean, if you play a lot of Monopoly, you know, and there's tons of Monopolies out, different versions out there, 
it's but it's still monopoly so eventually you're like eh, i need something different yeah yeah I, um I won't. And, and that's that's kind of always just how i push and it, it it's it's great for your brain to develop learning something different so yeah anyway that, right. that's my recommendation on games is play our new games obviously because i need to sell them and <laughs> i've got kids to put through college and houses <laughs> to pay for and and we've got payroll to cover but play anybody's new game go out and just try something new and different and get a group of people together and play a game is always my advice though when it comes to that I just say, as as people are traveling, stock up on travel bingo <laughs> and, and buy extra sets. That way, if you see a family in a car and it looks like their kids are bored, just toss them a set. You go, this is my gift to you guys. I appreciate that. <laughs> I, I, I'm that type of person. I would do that. Mm-hmm. We're buying a couple extra sets. Oh, you guys look bored. Play this. I mean, that's great. It's like the Starbucks when the guy in front of you pays for the coffee. Yes. Pass them back a game. <laughs> you got to pay it forward. Yep. Play it. I love it. There we go. Play it forward. Yes. Nah. Yes. Can I borrow that, Mike? You sure can. Thank you. <laughs> Anytime. Heard it here on Weeby Geeks. Play it forward. <laughs> um, Use it well. I'm probably going to call the show. I'm probably going to do this episode. Play it forward with Regal Games. <laughs> Thanks. With with Michael Roberts. Sounds good. I need to write this down or I'm going to forget it. I'll be going, Derek, what did I say it was? <laughs> yeah. And I have, I'm going to remember. <laughs> I have done that before. I've done that over on Mighty Marvel Geeks as well. It's like, what did we say the show title was? <laughs> but, well. is, is there is there something, I, I know you mentioned on one or two items. Is there is there really a game that you guys as a collective team want to do and just haven't figured out how to do it yet? Um, I mean, I say I was saying earlier, backgammon. We love backgammon. You know, my wife and I played it on a first date, and yes, when I figure out how to make the perfect backgammon set that I think is good enough to put our name on it, we will. Um, but there's a lot of different card games out there um, that we want to keep playing. You know, my father-in-law is a bridge player, and we're always looking for some kind of variation. Is there an easier way to learn, teach people to learn how to play a game like bridge? Um, you know, cause you want those games that people will sit down and the game is never the same twice. Right. And you can play, you know, you can play for years and it's never the same. Um, but no, there isn't one specific category of games that we want to get into. Um, that we, that we haven't, hit yet um, as we're expanding our product line. Now, that doesn't mean I won't hang up this. We won't we won't end tonight. And I will think of two more being like, oh, I should have told them about that. I'm sure I'm sure they'll come to me in 25 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <clears throat> Do you personally have a favorite out of the products you have currently? The Good Rules is probably my favorite game of the products we make. Um, the one Joyce family played growing up. Um, I introduced Scorzo to everybody because I think it's just a fun, easy game to play and everybody likes it right away. Um, but the Googe rules, if I can get the people that want to play it and like really like playing cards, that is the game that I want to play. Um, I unfortunately cannot beat Joy at it, at least not consistently. I might, I might have gotten lucky once or twice, but I will. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's her house, her rules. Well, yeah, I was going to say she's probably had a little more practice with it. <laughs> yeah. So what what does the future hold for for Regal? Um, a lot more games, more kids games, um, more educational products. You know, our goal is to try to expand, expand, you know, the mission is to create products that brings people and families together. Um, so it's going to be, we will get into family products like flashcards and other games that are more mathematically oriented and teaching kids. And at the same time, just games that bring people together to play and talk. Because I do think the more you play games, people's brains develop as we are playing games and as we are thinking about something. Um, and to me, I think that's really an important mission. It's fun to make products that do that. Okay. Derek, you can. Ex- excellent mission statement. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, right now, you said people can find you guys product wise, Cracker Barrel. Um, Amazon. What other locations can people um, find products at? You know, you can often at Christmas time you'll find us at Menards, Cost Plus World Market. Um, there's about 300 specialty stores that have ordered from us this year. So a lot of, you know, a lot of little toy stores around the country and a little gift shops are carrying our products. So look for them there because you always want to try to support those guys if you can. Um, and not that bigger retailers don't need your support too. even, you know, the Menards and cost plus world market and cracker barrels do need, they need customers. Everybody employs people and we all need customers, but those specialty shops are always great to support. Um, I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody, but, uh, they're out there. <laughs> there's, there's more retailers <laughs> out there. <laughs> Hopefully they don't call me and be like, you didn't do this. And I'm like, I blanked. <laughs> Um, hello, you forgot about us. Yeah, they're, they're there that I forgot about it. Nobody ever likes that, but... Um, it's not intentional. That's right. It, it was one yeah. of those on-the-spot questions. Well, you know, if they put an extra zero on their purchase order, um, it would have been a lot easier to remember them. <laughs> um, you know, so... But no, um, we're out there. Christ- point. Christmas tree stores carries our stuff uh, sometimes um, on the East Coast. So, you know, we're out there and we're working with a lot of different retailers trying to gain products. Um, and, you know, occasionally we're in and out of Michael's. You know, we do a lot of work with retailers and I'm trying to just think of who has our products right now. You know, there's a lot of people like Michael's that we'll do a seasonal uh, program with on and off. Um True value stores are now carrying our playing cards. So, oh, nice. Yeah. Very cool. Well, where can where can people find you and find Regal Games online? Um, you can either go to our website um, at regal.toys or regal-games. Both will take you to the same place. Uh, regal-games.com is the one that we're promoting, but either one will take you there. It's just a different URL. Or you can find us all on Amazon. If you have a Prime membership, you'll get your free shipping. It's it's always a good deal to buy products there. Um, and you can also buy us at walmart.com, too, for a lot of our items. Excellent. Derek, any final questions? Uh, no, I don't think so. 
Well, I want to do one last thing, and I, I think it's been a great success when when I've played this card. Michael, do you have any questions for us? <laughs> um, why didn't I get interviewed by your daughter? I heard her ask some great questions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I feel like Zoe could have asked some good questions. <laughs> Zoe... To quote her from earlier tonight, I've been outdoors in the sun all day. I'm exhausted because her date, her uh, camp had a field trip today. Cool. And it was with heat index over 105. So she she's wore out. She goes, I'm ready for bed. And I'm like, it's only 830 on a Friday. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. Uh, On a more serious note, this is for either of you. What games would you guys like to see out there? What games used to exist that you'd like redeveloped in a new way or put a new spin on or Mm. what gameplay really kind of interests you? Um, Well, I think I mentioned the Joker, which, which I played as an adult. Uh, I would love to see, see uh, a more trying to come up with the right words, uh, a more widespread presence for the game. And, and and see it more because I know times we played it with people down here people are like oh this is so cool because like unlike sorry where you have to have yeah you roll a number and you could come out and then you go back in if I remember sorry right with this you ha- you have to draw a certain number to come out of your start yep. type thing uh, and like I said I sent you the the link to the rules um, through through our chat it, it's that that's what it was. I think that's the big one is seeing Joker really become a, a have a national presence. Cool. And, and it's a combination. It would fit under two of your categories, wood game and, and card game. Right. We can definitely take a look at it. We'll definitely play it and I'll try. Um, you know, we want to expand and we're trying to expand in more unique games. So doing something like that is right up our alley. Um, you know, as, as we're as we're expanding the line, and we'll put it in the lineup, we'll test it out and see if we can get a couple customers to bite on it, and we'll move forward with it if it works. Um, what about you, Derek? There was there was a version of uh, Go Fish that I used to play, and I don't know the I don't I don't know the official name of it, but. It was a version where one of the rules was if you had a card in your hand, you could steal somebody else's pairs that they had on the table. More competitive go fish. I love it. Yes, it was. It was a lot of fun. It was a surprisingly uh, surprising amount of fun. Uh, that's kind of like if you had one. Yeah. If you if you stole somebody's pairs and you had three down and somebody else had the fourth one, they could steal it from you. I mean, it's similar to what we did with spoons um, and a spork. It's you take this classic game and you put a whole new spin on it just by changing a little bit of the rules. Right. Exactly. F- full contact. Go fish. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole different level. <laughs> I have two kids. I'm going to discourage that. <laughs> I, I, I grew up in a house with um, four children and there were three boys and we were all pretty close in age. Every game was full contact. <laughs> <laughs> I can <I'm> imagine. <laughs> I, I, I can see that being the case. I mean, there was just two of us, and even interstate highway bingo could be full contact. Well, was he looking out your window? <laughs> he might have crossed the line on the back seat. Yeah. 
yeah. into my space. That's not acceptable. You know, you're allowed to look out your window and the and the windshield. Don't look out my window. <laughs> but you know, if you're gonna point out a sign out his window, gotta do it like any which way but loose. Clyde, right turn, smack. <laughs> hey, look, <laughs> speed limit sign. But oh. you might have a car with us. You know, you know how we played that game. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like I feel like our whole childhood would be frowned upon by my society though for those reasons. <laughs> I, I don't think anything yeah, from our childhood possibly. I don't think anything from our childhood would be considered mm-hmm. proper these days. My parents had an old beat up VW bus when we were kids that oh. I don't think really had seatbelts in it. You know, you're kind of like tied into the seats. And I remember the door flying open one day and, you know, you get screamed at from the front seat. My mom's going to reach back there with something. <laughs> Today, it's <laughs> our kids are in super safe car seats and they're going to live in that bubble forever. But I'm glad they're safe. <laughs> oh, if if adults or lawmakers saw, well, they probably do remember the car seats we had. And this is why we had the car seats we have now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I remember having one that was made out of a type of plastic and had like a very thin, maybe quarter inch padded mat on top. And was seat you were put on the seat. This was put over your legs and seat belted in. Well, if your dad or your mom hit the brakes suddenly, you bounced your head off of that pretty hard. You could hear the thunk because you know quarter inch padding doesn't help much. And you're sitting there going, "Yeah, I'm fine. I'm okay. Let's keep going." Mm-hmm. And Derek, that may explain a lot now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just thinking that. <laughs> but I mean, so, and then there there was like another car seat. It was like a booster seat that looked like a uh, 60s flying saucer chair with the wire legs to it, where it looked like something you would, you would grab a uh, baking stone, you know, put around your baking stone, the handles for the baking stone that was on the bottom. You sat in it, and the seatbelt came through one side and through the other. It was like, okay. Yeah. Growing up in the 70s was... See, now, now I'm thinking about that, and I'm trying to see if I can find a picture of that. I mean, you had ray guns that had actual sparks in it. I know. Oh, yeah. Whether they were tin or plastic. Yeah. Yeah. And we didn't burn anything down, even though we tried. <laughs> it wasn't enough of a spark mm-hmm. to do anything. I mean, we, we were sparking... No we 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 was spark in the middle of dead a pile of dead leaves and sparks come out and it wasn't enough to ignite <laughs> ignite anything. If it was, you would have heard about several major wildfires in Kentucky back in the seventies. <laughs> what part of Kentucky are you from? Uh, I was born in a very small town called uh, Mayfield in western Kentucky, and then from there, uh, when I was two, we moved out. Oh my god. I put in seventies car booster seat on the third row is the <laughs> booster seat. Um, and then we moved out to a even smaller town. Uh, population was like 500 and downtown for this uh, called Wingo and downtown Wingo was also was a square, two roads, one that went all the way through and then one came into the square and the center of the square was the parking for all, for the three sides of Wingo. Uh, of downtown Wingo. Um, and the it wasn't until I was in second grade that they even put kindergarten at the church that was off the, the campus. Uh-huh. So I was telling you guys about this car seat. 
This was one. This was the booster seat that my parents had for me and my brother when we were kids. And it, That's unbelievable. And it looks like something out out of like 60s sci-fi. What the? Yeah. Huh? I was my, There's uh, nothing that could be safe about this. <laughs> I didn't no. think so. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, I don't even know how to describe the other car seat that I had. I don't because this other car seat was just insane. I just don't know how to describe it. I mean, you have a 13-year-old daughter. What what would it have taken for somebody to tell you that that was a good idea and <laughs> to convince you to try to use that product? <laughs> um, I just remember we had a, uh, I think it was a Graco yeah. car seat. And the first time I ever put her in it, I put her in it wrong. Um, I, 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 um, I didn't realize that the shoulder straps were supposed to go around her arms only <laughs> so i put her in pulled the shoulder straps out and went around one leg tucked one leg through tucked the other leg through clipped it pulled it tight she was secure <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so after the 99 maxima i had a chevy impala that was like a 2015 that was a used um fleet car my daughter was little, and my wife had been telling me I needed to get a new car because the thing was falling apart, too. And I refused <laughs> to buy a new car. And I'm putting my daughter, and I'm, I'm a big guy. I'm like 6'6". Six, six. I'm putting my daughter in the car seat after a doctor's appointment, and I can't get her in, and I use the F word. <laughs> and she's a year old, and she repeats it. And then I use the F word. Oh, no. And then she repeats it again. <laughs> and then I tell my wife the story and that night we're in the parking lot buying a new car and that was the end of me being allowed to drive beaters <laughs> I it is, oh I was so close to the car seat um, we my wife when they had someone who designed was working on their software for them been up all week really late and super exhausted and his wife had asked him everything okay he goes yeah it's just a big effing mess not knowing their son was in the background and heard it so as <laughs> as he's getting wore out and about ready to call it quits for the night his son comes up to him and goes daddy need you to come here son's like three or four takes him into his toy room pulls his arms out wide open and goes daddy big effing mess <laughs> we're being told the story he goes i was telling him no you can't say that i said yeah but in your head you're going that's my boy he goes, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i did yeah i don't I mean, know i don't know if i'm ever gonna try to picture this goes, it's gonna eventually come out <laughs> right yeah I don't know if I'm ever going to find this other one. I can sketch it out. I, I, I vividly remember what this thing looked like. And it's like the car seat I just showed you guys. I found another one in black, which we never had the black one. We always had that seafoam green. Popular color in the 70s. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to look for this at another time, you know, figure out how to find this in a different way. And when I do, I'm going to send it through Lydia and Lydia's going to go, what in the world is he sending this to Michael for? <laughs> hey, um, Lydia has your address. Yes. Uh, mailing address? No. Yes. No, I'll send that to her. Okay. I'll send her. Uh, so, I'll send her both of ours. We'll send you guys down some games. Oh, cool. Um, you know, oh, cool. I, I'm really proud of our games. I think the Mega Pack is a ton of fun. Um, try to give the games a play for me, just because they are really fun games. Um, you know, some of them are ours. Some of them are games that are open market that we made. 
Um, but we put a ton of work into trying to make nice games. So we hope you guys like those. But I'll send some of the other stuff. I mean, we'll get you a copy of Mancala and a copy of the chessboard you can take with too to okay. carry around. Well, I know if I don't awesome. if I don't get to them right away, my daughter and her best friend will definitely put them put them through their through their paces. Awesome. Because they they love playing games like that. That's awesome. So I'm just glad to see them get played. Uh, so again, it's regal slash no regal dash games.com. Check yep. them out. Uh, next time you're in Cracker Barrel, go to the toy section. You're going to see some stuff there. Take something home with you. Or if you're, or if you're on a, on a road trip, pick up the travel bingo. You can't go wrong. So, um, on that note, Derek, you got anything else? Nope. Thank you again for joining us, Michael. This was so much fun. It was so awesome. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. Next time in Orlando, let's get together. I'll yeah. Give yeah. you guys a message. Uh, actually, Derek's in Boston. Oh. So we're all over the place. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, um, so hopefully we didn't leave you guys asking too much. Want to know more? So, um, the bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks production. (laughs) 